0: Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Creator Podcast. My guest today is Luann Horbin. Luann, with over 20 years of diversified career and personal transition experience for herself and others, Luann is deeply inspired to assist people in creating a mindset for success and removing limitations that block true potential. By working with Luann's thought-altering questions and neuroscience techniques, You too, like many others, can overcome being stuck to accelerate your personal power and create life-altering breakthroughs in careers, anxiety, phobias, purpose, relationships, prosperity, health, old habits, and much more. Luann's guidance every step of the way has empowered many people to new ways of life, unveiled the art of hit-the-mark communication, and infinite possibility of transformation from within. Using proven leadership, career, transformation, and healing strategies, tools, and coaching, Luann is a catalyst who teaches the tools to change mindsets, integrate new behaviors to live your awesome you, living your zest for life, being powerfully aligned with your true self.
1: Welcome, Luann. Thank you for being on the podcast. Well, thank you, Kimberly. I am excited to be here today. Yes, and um, let's just start by, if you could tell us a little
0: bit about you, like where you grew up, where you started out, and how did you, you get to the point where, where you are now?
1: Yes, okay, I'd love to do that. I was have been very fortunate in that I was raised on the farm, so it's a farming community um, that has lots of family um, lots of really healthy relationships. You know, I, I just remember my early years as being a lot of fun and a lot of hard work. You know, uh, <laughs> it's interesting because I I know that this wouldn't work in today's standards. But before I went to school, I was driving equipment and vehicles. And I mean, when I went to school, I thought it was like a big vacation. I mean, we just Read books, I thought, oh my goodness, this is what they do in school? This is like a (laughs) holiday. (laughs) I guess I would say I started, you know, at a really early age of, you know, thinking about accomplishment and things like that. And also from a really early age, I really noticed communication because we were always around people so much. And I really noticed how different people spoke and, you know, what difference it made. Um, and I think that was, as I learned later in my life, that was something that I I picked up on, like at, at an early age, because people used to always ask me, so, you know, how should I do this? Or what should I do that? So I, um, from my farm, you know, was very career oriented and always, always very health oriented. So I chose my first career to be in healthcare and I was all excited because healthcare was just Um, So important to me and I had a a very successful uh, over 10 years or so and was in, in management and administration and the healthcare organization completely restructured and I received a package. So I was just shocked. I just was not expecting that at all and was so excited about the type of work that I was doing that it took me a little bit to kind of pick myself up from that. I, I can still remember that feeling of thinking, oh my goodness, like what did I do type of thing. But with a bit more reflection, I decided it was a really good opportunity to just review and see what did I want to do in my career, which led me to my transition that I am in today. I did not have any idea at the time what I would do, but I ended up going into career transition and I came upon that path just through the process of networking and researching and, and just seeing how many linkages there were to career transition to what I was really doing. So it's been a wonderful career actually. I, I must say I'm delighted with it. And frankly, I don't, I don't know when I would really ever see myself retiring. So as I was on that path, Um, I also wanted to do coaching, because personal transformation and career transformation seem to always be going together, or they seem to complement each other. So I uh, became a certified coach. As a matter of fact, I think I was the 17th person in Canada to do that. Because I was back in the very first coaching classes. Just loved it. So here I am going along my career happy as can be career and coaching and um, learning a lot, just evolving through that. And then I came to a time in my life where I, um, my parents were a bit older and uh, they were starting to fail. So there was about 10 years, I guess, of looking after my parents as well as working. That was also a huge learning experience. And combined with all of those things, there were the different impacts in the economy, and especially the last impact in our economy over the past two or three years, um, just continued to show me how important it was to be able to navigate that process of change through career and through that personal change of all of that uncertainty is it was a very, very stressful time because it was um, such a significant impact for, for many people in the, the area that I'm in. I'm in. It was just profound. And it, it led to a very high level of stress. The downturn in the economy was a long period of time. And I guess as I was working in it, I could see the impact in so many families around me. But I think what really hit home was when uh, I was reading statistics about it that um, it impacted families a lot. And uh, some of the research showed that suicide rates actually were up by 33%. Mm. And that statistic was, it's still bothersome to me to even say that, uh, but it is such a true part of life. I mean, that's, it's such a true part of life to be able to transition. So I feel even more inspired than ever to bring the tools that I've gained uh, over the past few years in both career transition, um, as well as leadership and performance and transformation to um, be able to um, contribute that resource to so many people that would um, be able to benefit from it. So in a nutshell, I guess, it's probably a long nutshell.
0: Yeah, well, the, the thing is, um, these days, is, it's not like when my parents or my grandparents were working. They started a job, you know, they, they worked for 40 years, <laughs> however long they worked. They got the gold watch, the clock, the whatever it is the company's giving their pension their retirement um and there was loyalty with the company and there was loyalty with the employee and that was the person's life but now people start one job and companies aren't loyal to their employees and um you know they they're you know if you start to get too old they're going to replace you with somebody who they can pay less if you're you know, and then and then you get to that point in your fifties where you have too much experience to get a job. So there's always that. Now people are transitioning often. They're always looking for that next better opportunity, and the companies are always shifting and downsizing. And um, so there's so much uncertainty in the market now that if people can't change with it or um, have the confidence to actually go from place to place, I mean, what do they do? they They need some tools
1: yes you know. well there are there are several tools, and I would like to add a little bit to uh, what you have mentioned because uh, I see both sides of it. I see the com- <clears throat> the high degree of competitiveness that organizations have to maintain in order to survive and that means that they are under a lot of pressure to accomplish change at a pace that was probably beyond their expectation mm-hmm. um, or beyond their anticipation i should say so i i see them i see them honestly making that effort to make the change to have them be competitive and viable um, which actually we need because if we we need organizations to be competitive and viable, or there is no job. So we need that part, and then at the same time, my own experience is that what happens that was led to a lot of the reorganization. I should say my own observation is that the way the organization was structured before just wasn't as efficient. So it it needed to be restructured to be more efficient. And in that case, it changed the job descriptions like where, for example, if a person maybe had three people in their department, they might have two or they might have one. Mm -hmm. And so that means like that one person of a previous job description certainly can't do what three people did. So they had to change a lot of that. And that's what led to the massive amount of change. So um, what happened is a lot of the positions became much more complex. And which led to a massive amount of of turnaround type of thing, right, and turnover so for individuals there's actually two sides to that because the person who ha who is over fifty in my observation still has actually a tremendous advantage, especially in the environment of change uh, and the under- because a person of fifty has an understanding that um change uh, I would I would use it like the metaphor change is kind of like starting a new movie again and when you're over 50 you've done it once you've done it again you've done it again you know that you're kind of starting over again and and not only that to your advantage you have is that you've stretched a dime into a dollar probably thousands of times so you know how to to navigate the process of change, and you also know how to stretch the dime into the dollars. So those are two things that people who are over 50 have a tremendous advantage in. Um, However, it's also that uncertainty. I mean, the uncertainty is that we don't know where the job is in the organization, so we kind of have to be able to navigate that process. And it's, it's the confidence, having that confidence in ourselves that we have the expertise to bring will help us Because that means the whole job search process changed. And, you know, uh, having instead of the old traditional application process of kind of submitting a resume to a, a posting, it's like directly being in contact with people through LinkedIn and that type of thing. So if a person is able to navigate newer processes of change, they're able to find more opportunities. But it's that uncertainty in how what do I do how do I find out what to do what is the way to do it who can help me with this because the whole process changed I think that's what makes it really quite challenging for people on both ends of the scale those people with uh, who are newly going into their career and those people who have experience so that's kind of how the whole thing shifted (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the tools though through through coaching and through transformation and through the career uh, experience actually do help people find that path mm-hmm. and and reposition. And I guess uh, that's a large focus of my coaching actually is how does a p- person find certainty amidst the uncertainty? Yes,
0: because there's so much uncertainty these days. Things change so, so quickly. So just from a practical standpoint, um, do you work with people from all ages? Yes. Think? So um, compare like if someone in their 20s is looking for a position compared to someone in their 50s, Is it um, how do they do that? Is it is the who more important? Is the how more important?
1: Do you know what I'm asking? Yes. They're both important. And I think they're both important because there's a fit in a company and a fit in the role for both levels of experience. So uh, I actually teach at the local college and I teach people who are graduating as well into uh, the field. And so it's finding an organization that is a fit in terms of the type of expertise that you have in the and the way that you want to bring it because even a person who's 20 has experience they have learned you know progressive responsibility there's probably areas of strength they have they might have areas of strength maybe in working with people or maybe solving problems with people or they might be um, efficiency oriented they might be math or numbers oriented There's different ways that they can find out what those strengths are. And there are positions that are geared to that level of experience. And there are also positions that are geared more towards the senior level of experience as well. So it's having your message be clear to a potential employer about what you are looking for. Because a lot of times, um, and I get this feedback A lot of times what companies will say is uh, material or messages that are so vague that they can't really tell exactly what the difference is that you would bring, that it doesn't help them make the decision to hire this person. So being
0: specific about who you are, what you can offer, what your skills are, helps the employer. Yes, and what's the difference that you make with that, those skills? Got it. And so if um, someone was um, looking for a position these days, what is the best way to contact someone? Is it through LinkedIn? Is it through calling the company directly? And then there's always these websites that, like Indeed or whatever that have yes. – what is the what is the best way to actually get a good fit and find a place, you know, where you will be offering something and, you know, you will also get in return uh, compensation for that?
1: So probably the most popular and highly used tool in my observation is LinkedIn. And it's a a great place to connect with people Um, and and there's always the traditional um, resource of looking up a company's website. There's many, many different resources that a person can access to do a little bit of research, which is I always suggest is a good idea to do a little bit of research about the industry, what kinds of companies are involved in that industry where, how does this company fit amongst them? And then when you go to LinkedIn, you can often find people that are connected with that company. So from that type of research, you have a better sense of it. And then you can you might see a hiring person's name on LinkedIn that you might be able to follow up with. Um, I, I couldn't say it's black and white from there. It would depend on what you would find. But from what you would find, you would know how to take the next next step. Wow. And some of the things you help people with, um, I
0: know you've talked about kind of resumes or, you know, how do people actually, um, how would they work with you as far as
1: how they would present themselves to a company? So what, so I do do resumes and cover letters and, and interviewing and what I work with, what I, Uh, Would say more as my specialty is I actually want them to know what is the What is the unique difference? That they bring to a role because I call it the you only factor is really important and It helps you to communicate in a way that that potential employer will understand the difference that you make in that role Versus one of your colleagues, which means that will actually help to distinguish you from your competition. So I work with that through the entire communication process. And um, I, in addition to that, sometimes we're working with situations that may have happened in previous roles um, and how you can speak about that. A presentation through interviewing um, and just making sure that your career decision is, I would say, on track. And I would say uh, from uh, uh, how else to express this other than from a bigger picture perspective, it's, it's important that it's on track. So, because when you think of it as a a company owner, what they're listening for is how, uh, how would I like to work with you each day in my company? And so if it sounds kind of, enthusiastic and like you really want to be there someone notices that instantly but they notice they notice the what i would call the realness of it so i guess you know i guess i would say is that's what i'm coaching is about the realness of this because if it kind of sounds like you have these resumes and you just need you know haven't really done maybe the research and you're not maybe really as well versed in your message how it comes across then is maybe not as focused. So it doesn't have as good of a chance of being received the way the person would want to be received. So I, when I mention I have on the mark conversations, I'm helping the person navigate their message so that it's understood and received yes. in the way they would like. Yes. Yes. Cause it's, it's not received. It's,
0: it's just not it doesn't reach them. They don't see it. You're not going to get it. Um, and sometimes, condition.
1: sorry, sometimes people can have a long job search because they're not maybe recognizing um, that there's areas where they could be um, changing their message so that the person they're speaking with has a clearer understanding of the actual value and difference that they bring. And I emphasize that word difference because it's important then a potential employer knows the difference between you and your colleagues. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to get on a rant on that, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that it's is very really
0: helpful. It's very helpful. So, so, so many people, you know, they just put resumes out or they're just kind of shotgunning it. You know, they're not doing that research. They're not, Going for well, the thing
1: they really want. They're just hoping they get something they like. <laughs> I, and I, I speak, you know, in fairness, I, I don't know that everyone is aware. Uh, you know, I, in fairness, I think uh, not everyone is aware that, that was that that's a good thing to do. And that's more of a, a standard that is expected now. Um, so, so it can be a very innocent error. Yes, yes. So if people... Um, let's say people come to
0: you, a person comes to you and um, he or she, they want to work with you. Where would you start with them? Would you start with mindset? You talked about certainty. You talked about several things. Where would you start with them to get them actually prepared with the right mindset to to get ready to actually embark on something
1: like this to actually get their ideal position? Well, we we start by having a conversation about, what has been happening? What is showing up? What are your goals? And how do you see yourself getting there? And what do you feel is in the way of you getting there? And from there, the conversation unfolds depending on what that initial information in and that, that initial background information is. And um, so it can go in many different directions. Mm -hmm. that would be a good place where we would start because from there it's um be it that's that gives us the basic points of what we would need to clarify and what's working well and where we need to um revisit to you know do some fine tuning Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and if people have maybe some
0: not so great uh experiences in the past maybe they were fired or maybe something happened mm-hmm. in the workplace or they have certain fears the fears that are actually maybe even keeping them from looking for another position or actually looking for a position that would be their ideal position because they don't feel good enough or they don't you know they have this thing to happen and now they're kind of frozen um mm-hmm. how would you work with someone like that
1: yes well that's that's a, another Uh, really good point because quite often something like that does show up when we are looking at you know the background of what has been happening and um, what you know what do you feel could go better so to work with um, with fears or maybe a previous bad experience um, there I have I'm actually trained in as. Well, actually, in a few processes of transformation that actually go in and reprogram mindset. So, in a nutshell, neuroscience uh, I, I've always been a fan of neuroscience and I've always been a huge fan of subconscious beliefs. And I've actually worked with them for over 20 years now and I've done some training with them as well. And so, it's in to explain it in a nutshell, it's um there's a way that uh a mindset actually works for you in other words it opens things up and when it opens up your energy people see you or receive your message as as open they uh it's an important part of building trust and it sounds like a solid message but when someone has experienced a fear before or they're still kind of impacted by that fear, it, it stimulates and actually another part of the brain. And that part of the brain literally shuts things down. So it actually constricts blood vessels. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it constricts blood vessels. So it's kind of the difference of like walking around with, I don't know, an elastic around your throat <laughs> when you're trying to speak. Or no elastic around your throat when you're trying to speak, and that's that's actually how it comes across. So I'm actually I'm trained in uh, helping to work with those situations so that the impact of them is not apparent anymore, and it's it's actually the individual will actually feel a resolution around that so they have a more open mindset of going forward makes a, a huge difference because body language and trust are they're built in the first like instant nanosecond yeah and so when when people have things like that that they may not they may not simply be aware that it is as apparent to others as it actually is. Mm -hmm. So we can actually work with that so that they're no longer experiencing that anxiety. So they'll have a, I used anxiety as an example, they'll have a different mindset, they'll have an open mindset and in that sense they'll actually present in a body language that's open and in that sense they'll be received and heard differently. So I know sometimes um, people think, well, you know, I'll just, you know, I can just grin and bear it and it's okay. That's part of my past. But sometimes it's more of an obstacle in a past than, than it might be realized. Yes. And that makes sense
0: because they might be highly qualified and be the right fit for the job. And if they come off as nervous or unsure of themselves then it's going to put doubts in the, in the company or the employer's mind about mm-hmm. the person.
1: It's very true. So it, And that type of experience can, can happen at any level. So sometimes people think, well, I just need more qualifications, or I just need more of this, or I just need more of that. And what it boils down to is really the value that you bring, there is a role for that. So it's not that we always need, I mean, we do need to be competitive in the field we're uh, pursuing, for sure. I'm not saying that. But it's not always that I need more of this or I need more of that. Sometimes we're often already competitive, but there are other things that are holding us back. So I, I find, uh, you know, it's part of what excites me so much about my work is that I'm able to work with the whole picture of that transformation, So I'm able. I have the career experience. I have the transformation experience to be able to put those pieces together, so that uh, to help that person because it definitely is a work with process. It's not that I do it. It's a work with process, but together we're able to really achieve, you know, a new perspective and um, and and a different success. I like to shift gears just a little bit because I was kind of talking about
0: asking about like employee to a company. Um, what about if you have like entrepreneurs? You know, you hear of some people who are just brilliant and they and they die poor, <laughs> and they were a brilliant in their field, but but they die poor because they didn't know how to market or sell or tell people what they were capable of or what they were selling or giving or what they could contribute. So if you have someone like that, that you're working with,
1: um, how would you work with them? Mm-hmm. Well, what you're telling me, um, I guess, is one of the, the key parts of value for me to this work is I've always, I think it's part of what I was saying since a very early age, I really recognized how much communication was an impact In the success of someone's life in their relationships whether it's personal or professional uh, communication is a huge factor so I work with them again we would we would collect the history of what has happened um, and how it has unfolded so what has worked well what hasn't worked well and what does that scenario look like Uh, what were the fears that come up what Um, Are the hardest parts to get through and quite often we'll find you know there might be beliefs about sometimes people have a belief that well marketing is a scam or you know um, If I do this, you know I'm just looking like a big like I'm trying to be a just a big business and I really just want to be this kind of a business so so sometimes there's perspectives there that might be coming through to a customer that they might not be realizing are coming through to a customer. So from a customer's perspective, they're interested in like, what can you give me? What can you do for me? And if there's something else that's kind of in the way of that message, then the customer's just unclear. They're going think, they're kind of thinking maybe. They're not thinking, okay, let's do it. So we wanna take the whatever it is out of the maybe. Want to turn the maybe into a yes, let's do it. So there's many different reasons that that can happen, but it boils down to mindset is uh, it's exactly where it comes from. Because if you're open and clear, a person resonates and wants to have the service that meets their needs, Mm -hmm. But if there's some type of a confusion in that message, the end, the receiver just says, well, I'm not sure, which is equals no.
0: So there's... Not sure equals no. No clarity means no. Basically. I'm sure
1: means definitely not yes. <laughs> yes. No, I so think, yeah, go ahead. so... And, you know, I'm so excited because I have seen people turn around their communication. I uh, have seen, um, I can even speak for myself. I used to think of marketing in a much different perspective than I am. And I am thinking of it now. And now when I think back, I think, oh, my goodness, that was so amusing that I thought of that. And I'm thinking of other uh, beliefs that I heard as a child, uh, like don't talk to strangers, and so there's so many things that can be prevailing for us in ways that we're not sure of. So coming down to mindset, it can turn things around in um in a you know a very short period of time. I, I've seen it happen. I've seen people go from just being uncertain to I'll just give an example of someone who is uncertain in you know, transition was kind of, they had actually been informed that their position would not be lasting beyond a certain length of time. So they were in that transition of the in-between time thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And a lot of other personal problems and saying, I, I don't mean, I mean, personal things going on I'm feeling like, okay, it's like the world outside of me is way bigger than me <laughs> that mountain i have to climb over there i you know i need three knees to get up that mountain <laughs> <laughs> so um so we did some sorting out with that but we did actually do some belief change work and we did um uh, there's other t- type of work that helps a person like i have a different type of a behavior a, a whole new type of a behavior that and, and it's so interesting because when it's integrated and they're thinking, I, I can't believe I even thought of that before. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just so exciting. So that particular person I'm speaking yeah. of, um, these, and their exact words were, you know, after the last time we spoke, I just got in such high gear. He said, I've got a job and I'm so excited about it. And, you know, anyway, we're going to follow up in a, another period of time type of thing. So I, I hope that made sense. Yes yeah I get excited about my work and I start talking fast so I'll, I'll slow down. It's great. It's great.
0: <laughs> so I hear you saying over and over clarity clarity. How do you get clear on a goal or something? How do you get clear on something that you really want so that you can actually communicate that to another person. You got to, of course you've got to communicate it to yourself. you got to get clear with yourself first. But then you have to be able to communicate it to a, another person or persons. So,
1: how do you get that clarity? Okay. Like what it is you really that's, want? That is a that's a wonderful question. Um, that I I've heard many times, and uh, it's a good question. So, clarity is what exists. Uh, beyond the limiting belief. So the limiting belief is kind of like if you were looking out through a window that needed to be cleaned. (laughs) Because when a window needs to be cleaned, you can't really see the details. It looks sort of blurry out there. But really, it could be a mountain, or it could be a hill. Or it could just be a dark cloud. We're not really sure. But basically, it's not giving me any idea of how I'm going to climb the mountain. Yes. Yeah. And so limiting beliefs, that's exactly what they do. They have a person feel that whatever is outside of them is greater than their strength within them or greater than the capacity within them. However, I, I know that people would, who have cleared their beliefs feel differently about that. Once you have cleared the limiting beliefs, it's your purpose and your goal, I'm using the word your, but purpose and goal become so great that limiting beliefs are nothing. And that's what successful people say. It's like, um, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. Successful people believe that obstacles are opportunities. And when people are um, not, when they haven't reached that clarity, is, opportunity is blocked by obstacles mm-hmm.
0: so um, talk a little bit about perception so oh yes, about having that filter but is there a ways that you could you know one could change their perception or their perspective or something
1: yes yes and th- that's a good example of um, the obstacle is an opportunity so it's let's say for example when uh it when i'm not really clear and i'm kind of in this place of conundrum the conundrum feels like i'm stuck so it a limiting belief continues to focus on stuck and the more you focus on stuck the more stuck you get it's like if you were looking at stuck molecules they'd be happy because they'll be expanding like crazy oh yeah we got some more stuck thoughts here <laughs> throw some more stuck here <laughs> so and if you can look at it like if you were looking out a tunnel pretty soon stuck would be completely blocking the tunnel because it it's you know it's stuck but and not and another way of looking at that is so as if you were to look at conundrum as uh, you know it's kind of like being at the beginning of a movie. You really don't know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen. It could be moments of suspense. But it could be moments of joy. It could be delightful. could leave you with a lot of thoughts. But ultimately, you will be in a different place as you progress through the conundrum. But stuck leaves you where you are not wanting to go through that tunnel is it goes, Oh, you're stuck. You better stay there. Cause you're stuck. There's nothing out there. So the difference is a limiting belief says there's nothing out there. Uh-huh. And when you, when you turn that around, you say, Oh, you know what? There's actually lots out there. Yeah. And, um, if I make, may I use an example for myself? Actually? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, one of my one of my greatest learnings was um, when I went through the experience of the uh, looking after my parents while I was working. And I would just say uh, there were a lot of demands, a lot of personal demands, as well as my workload was was full and it was balancing. But I really wanted to be um, available to my parents, and so when you're in my own experience, when you're looking after someone who has health issues, it's not like you can just wait till tomorrow. You, you need to manage each day. And sometimes it seems as though 24 hours is insufficient. Yes. (laughs) You don't have enough time. You feel like not enough time. Yes. However, there's the things that need to be done. Do not have choice either. It's like, figure out a way to do this in 24 hours because that's pretty much what needs to be done so from going through that experience it it really gave me a different outlook in my life it's like uh letting me know how much more is possible than i would have ever ever expected so it it changed things and the metaphor that i use is you know if the pieces of the puzzle that i was operating under at that time, if those pieces had not been broken, I would not have realized the tremendous capacity that I have. I would have not, not have realized the tremendous uh, value of the tremendous value that was exchanged by me changing how I did what I was doing. And it opened up a whole new awareness of awareness around how much those types of understandings are valuable in the world. Mm -hmm. So changing that configuration of that puzzle is really what's available when you look at that conundrum ahead. It's just going to be reformed in a new pattern Mm -hmm. and it could be the most beautiful picture you have ever created. It could be completely different. Yes. It's possibility so that's the difference with mindset mindset turns that into opportunity so and I would say that's true for myself because I used to be stressed about so many things that I truly realize now they're just transition yes it's like each and every day is a beautiful opportunity to create a new opportunity yes so the
0: obstacles just give you different pathways that you
1: didn't even have before that's they give you insights and they give you new skills you might jump over a i don't know a two-foot pole when you only jumped over a one-foot pole before yeah and say well a little bit of a different angle and it works perfectly (laughs) yes yes you know and there yeah and there's so
0: many people in transition you know i when I think about different types of you know times in your life when you have transition there are there are people who are have been doing a certain, let's say, skill or job or business for a certain amount of years, and now their kids are grown, and they're like, oh, yeah. something different. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to have to be in a storefront, or I don't want to have to go to a job every day because now I want to spend time with my grandkids and I want to travel. And so then all of a sudden they have to think of a new way of being to create income yeah. and keep going, or... You know, even, you know, even young people who were there, um, you know, just coming out of school, they, you know, most people come out of school and they have a degree in something and very few people actually use that degree, right? They do something else Um, or just people who are just like, they're not happy with what they're doing. They want to switch. If you're thinking that you want to do something totally different than what you did before, where would you start
1: with someone like that? Well, you'd see um, what are the important values that you have? And what is a type of difference that you want to see uh, happen in the world? And what is it that you want to do that's different? So um, transitions actually do have a common thread. So I, I've worked with many people changing, um, changing their roles um, significantly but there is a common thread and it's maybe and I'll speak for myself my common thread when moving out of management administration and healthcare was I was always very aware of people development and organizational change and in the integration of that but I was very aware of the aspects of people development and I think that comes from an earlier awareness around communication mm-hmm. and so I all of those factors were always you know very prominent in in my mind you know in in the work that I was doing so when and I was completely at a loss when when my when I got my package uh, I had no idea what I was going to do and then I said "Oh, well, maybe I'll try this <laughs> Before I decided I would just do some thought, you know, put some thought into it. So there is a pattern and there is an interest, a value. Each and every person has a value that they want to bring to the world. Mm -hmm. And they also have a unique strength that they bring to the world. And sometimes we as individuals, we're often... Uh, we're not as aware of what that is ourselves because it's with us every day. It's kind of like our hair sort of thing. (laughs) It's there every day. (laughs) So we don't really notice it like someone from the outside does. So that's the value of working with someone like a coach because they have, well, they have training but that's also probably an awareness that led them into that field. Yes. Was to, to notice that about others. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I'm hearing you say, notice, be aware, patterns. How important is being able to notice patterns and seeing a pattern and knowing how to transition into a different pattern? You know what I
1: mean? Well, it is, yeah. it is a good awareness to have. And 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 it really, in in all fairness, we tend to live in patterns that we're probably we we probably don't really notice our patterns because we just do them. Uh (laughs) Exactly, we just do them. So, be aware of them. You have to be aware of what you're doing. So, a a way of noticing patterns and having more awareness around them is to notice uh, what gives you more joy. Mm -hmm. and what is something that you know i i I had a list of i would love to do this again or no i would let someone else do that Uh what's the part of your roles that you would love to do and what's the part that you would pass off (laughs) (laughs) well that's really insightful
0: Yes, yes so, it's really insightful because then you're uh, you know, you're doing what you enjoy
1: and it, it's going to give you energy. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And then sometimes people say, well, if I like this, but it, there's no money with it. And it doesn't mean that it will look that specific way in a job, mm-hmm. but there's probably something related to that. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, I, I've worked with people because I've worked in many different industries and I've worked at all different levels. And I've seen people change their roles 360 degrees, but they're happy with it. And it's just walking through that decision-making process. And I have, you know, several tools, like career decision-making tools, in addition to the transformation tools of helping people recognize like what, where's the um, working with resolving the limiting mindset and transforming into the uh em- successful mindset the em- mindset of empowerment
0: mm-hmm. yes and um i you said something about money a few a minute ago um so let's say someone's transitioning and there's and they maybe they have some blocks on money maybe um for example they're an artist and they're thinking but who would pay for my art or they're they're a healer, and then, like, well, you know, that's a gift I was given. How can I charge for that? How do you get over that mindset of what you have is valuable and you can actually set a price on it and actually get over whatever those blocks are around money? Because so many of us have talents that to to us they're natural, but to
1: other people
0: they're worth a lot.
1: So, that's, that is very true. And that is part of the mindset transformation. And and I I wouldn't say there's a, I wouldn't say there's a black and white path because each person's path comes to them through their journey. Some examples of that might be that uh, they may not have ever been in an environment that appreciated their gifts you know, their gifts were, so I'll uh, say, uh, let's say a person may have been raised in a, an environment that was maybe more professionally oriented. And so that's the environment that they were, that they're familiar with. And, and we all are familiar with the environment we were exposed to. So there's no bad or wrong or anything about that. It's just, that's where we were. And and our gifts may not have been acknowledged as another form of income at that time. But there is a mindset change that a person can do around that. And, and a person then begins to see the opportunities um, available to create, you know, to monetize their gifts. So uh, it's, and it would also probably be looking at you know, a person's perspective on how we receive money. And I can probably say it's a pretty common belief that a lot of people have uh, limiting beliefs about how they can receive money when really money can come from many different forms and many different sources. So, So working with those beliefs, but also doing that um, transformational sort of energy type of work is, uh, can have a person feel like they're in a completely different space and then they begin to see, it's kind of like, you know, if you don't, if you were to, let's say, for example, buy the red Volkswagen and then once you buy the red Volkswagen, you see all the other red Volkswagens on the road. Mm -hmm. But prior to the red Volkswagen that you had, they kind of blended in. That's kind of like a red car, or you may not have even seen them. <laughs> so when you do the mindset changes, it opens up that awareness, which then you can link to, okay, there's money-making processes that go with this. Because sometimes we do, sometimes we do the, the money work as well. It, it's just always really individual. Sometimes it's worthiness. Sometimes people feel, well, a gift, it was meant to be shared with my friends, or it's meant to be at home. It doesn't, you know, qualify for out in the world. Well, that that would be another change that we would be able to do to kind of help a person see something again, like changing that uh, configuration of that jigsaw puzzle. No, there's a jigsaw puzzle that shows your gifts out in the world. Mm -hmm. Would you be open to, would you be open to receiving that? Because of course, it's always a work with process, Right. Right and work with process, yes, uh-huh, and um,
0: yeah, with this podcast uh, I'm encouraging people to find out what their gifts are and actually put them out into the world, and you know and in, 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 in a lot of cases actually get income from from doing that, but let's say that people have um, maybe fears about what other people might say, let's say their family, their friends, their associates, so for example, I'm a doctor and let's say all of a sudden I decide I want to do something, you know, you know, wild and different. That's not professional. It's all of a sudden something way out there, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking, uh, what is my family going to say? Whatever, you know, my family just thinks you should just be professional and go to a job every day and not be an entrepreneur, not do anything wild or anything that will cause, you know, People think, you know, what is this person doing? So, how do people get over
1: that mm-hmm. so they can actually put their gifts out into the world? Well, there's two there's two ways to work with that. That would come back again to mindset and recognizing the value of your gifts, so that you're very comfortable speaking about that. And then it's also in communication. In communication, there are several tools um, that we can. Uh, teach and support people with that help them navigate difficult conversations Uh so the difficult conversations so that you're comfortable expressing you know I do have a valuable gift but you're also comfortable recognizing that when people are I guess maybe probably feels like judging you or they're they're not on the same page as you with your goals there's ways of acknowledging that you still love them And these are your goals. So there's ways of turning those difficult conversations into favorable results. So that they feel acknowledged as part of your life. They they can see how it fits for you. And they might even become excited for you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, they can even come on board. Sometimes people say, wow, I've never done this before. I'll help you out with that. Mm -hmm. You know, that might not be the first, like, five-second response. But through the process, it's very possible to get there so that people are on board with each other. So it's working with mindset again and communication to be aligned with the values and with your strengths and gifts of yourself. But it's also then knowing how to communicate in ways that is acknowledging to others so that they feel valued in your process and they feel like they're important as well so uh th- that's kind of the nutshell version of it. it's It's a little bit longer than that when we work together.
0: <laughs> of course, of but, course. Uh,
1: but that's the overall goal and the overall process generally. And then I would always say each one is unique to its own because each person has their own journey in life. Yeah. so it's so it's not it, that's an overall idea, but it's definitely customized to meet each person's uh needs. Yes, and i'm going to ask kind of a combination
0: question so what's sure. the what's the value what's the importance of love support relationships in
1: your success in a person's success in a person's success um, it's it's tremendously important because it is uh, We always need to be in an environment where we're able to um, recognize our own strengths. It's our own strengths and our goals that help us to keep aligned and, and contribute value in the world. But that's how we're fulfilled. So when we have people around us who are having trouble expressing their love, it's important. have a that conversation. It's important to be aligned with that around us. Sometimes it might mean there's a period of time where we're not around certain people if we're just not really getting a very supportive influence. And I say that because the transition is, uh, I guess I've often said, it's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because it is really challenging. And when a person is challenged, you Uh, want to have people around you who remember your strengths and who would uh, like to see you be successful. So it's always important to be around people who support your success. The same as, you know, we want to support people with their success. Like that's what we want to do Um, because we all kind of boost each other up. That's what we're here for is when, you know, the, when we hit the valleys we want someone to be around us that will acknowledge we're it's it's only a valley it's not forever. Mm-hmm. But when we're with someone that kind of puts us down it makes the valleys longer. So it makes the lows lower and the highs lower. What we're really looking for is someone who helps us to acknowledge our goals from within. Mm-hmm. So we can be in, in aligned with the love for ourselves yeah. and also um, around us so i I can share an experience when at one point when i was transitioning i was a newly single mom and uh, my parents were really concerned and frequently expressed a lot of concern and uh, so i did have that conversation with them is how much i cared about them and how much this was important and then i shared with them i said you know I know that this is a worry for, for you and and it's definitely a stressful time for me. So how about if we work together? Mm. One of the ways that, mm. one of the things I would really appreciate from you would be if you could tell me something encouraging, because if you're really worried and it doesn't sound too encouraging, I'm probably going to change the subject. And if you're really worried and it doesn't sound too encouraging, maybe you can talk amongst yourselves. Yes. <laughs> But I said, so you can share that for yourselves. But for me. I hope you'll save the encouraging parts for me because that's what I'd really appreciate the most. Uh-huh. And you know what? We were able to turn kind of a stressful situation into a little bit more of a humorous situation. Yes. And, and it really helped. It made a big difference. It, like, it created that comfort in the relationships instead of having that tension. Yes. Yes. That, that's awesome. I love that. I <laughs> love that. It worked, Uh and I did say, you know, I I might have to change the subject, and they would, and then they would say, okay, well, we'll change the subject then. (laughs) (laughs) Good, so it started all working out. Yeah, well, we worked, we were able to work together, but it was just, you know, it's a very loving conversation. It's like, you know, um, I I I understand and I appreciate that, and you know, I I acknowledge that, and here's the other part. Mm-hmm. here's the other really big part. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So, so that's part of, you know, the importance of communication that, um, that we work with and that communication actually is directly stemming from mindset as well. Yes. So they're kind of like partners. They are partners. Yes.
0: So where do you get your happiness, your fulfillment? What's important is where do we get happiness. Where do you get happiness?
1: You know, I I just feel so excited about my life. Um because I feel like there's a a tremendous capacity uh to be supportive to uh and make a huge difference in the world at the moment. So that's one of my sources of my happiness. And my other sources of happiness come from the people around me my my daughter my family my friends am i i love dancing uh i love yoga i love i'm close to a park i like to go for it on the park i like to golf i have a variety of different things um and food let's <laughs> not forget food <laughs> so very uh i like to keep a balance and i really feel that it's I love living a healthy lifestyle. I, make, I get enough rest, I get enough exercise. I like to eat you know good foods that feel good so i like I guess I have a guideline in my life it 's around it 's a feel good life of no regrets
0: yeah.
1: and i you know and I work with that navigate that yeah that is so important it 's so important. So, it is so important, and you know, I just feel like I just feel um, like I have this lovely energy that I, I'm fortunate to get to live in every day. Yes, yes,
0: and I notice that that your energy is just, a, you know, attractive and it, it draws people to you. That you know, your energy, your um, just all the power that you. Uh, it just comes out of you and your happiness and you're
1: just a fun person to be around. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well, I do like to have fun. I think the sense of humor, I would add the sense of humor to my list. I think sense of humor is really important Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it gives us the opportunity to just see, you know, so what, what kind of entertainment am I creating for myself right now? (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's right. Sometimes it doesn't feel so good at the time, but then you look back and it's hilarious, right? I'm thinking, how did you really do that? Uh-huh. Yes. <coughs> <laughs> yes. So um I so enjoyed everything you you've been telling us and um now I know you're working with people in workshops. You work with people one-on-one. You want to talk a little bit about your workshops and what your mm-hmm. offerings are?
1: Oh, yes. Um, I'm so excited uh, about my workshops. I have a workshop that I have that's called uh, Getting to Your Awesome. And it helps um, to recognize, like, what are those sort of uh, inner desires, which basically it's designed from a neuroscience perspective. What are your inner desires? And when you tap into them, because sometimes when we're in our everyday life, our desires start getting a little bit farther away because we're kind of in the everyday part. Well, this is in, intentional to create you with, to connect you with your inner desires, which stimulates the um, opportunity part of your brain. Then we look at uh, what are your inner desires, what and how close are you aligned with where you are at now in your life to what you want in your inner desires. We also look at that from a spiritual perspective. Um, I am working with uh, an organization that has, uh, you know, a very spiritual origins. So we put the energy of like crystals, the energy of the spiritual realm, some of the different um, guardian angels, those types of things that are related to each part of life. And then what we do is we look at, so then where are the gaps? So first of all, how does communication fit in those areas of life? And what are some communication strategies that would bring that up to closer to your desires? And then the next thing we do is we look at mindset. And so we do um, two or three processes that uh, would, I guess, unwind the limiting beliefs in the areas where the gaps are and then what we do at the end is we um, uh, ground it with uh, what would be called a circle of power and this comes from uh, some training that i am in that i'm so excited about it's the new york training but a circle of power is where you stack and anchor the most powerful joyful states of emotion and, and you've anchored them so you can actually step into that at any point in time, which ultimately leaves a person leaving with the ability to put that positive energy into any type of situation they may encounter after that. So I've, I've heard from people that it's just made a profound difference in them being able to navigate that uncertainty in the in-between. In that, when they're feeling a little bit okay, like I really don't know how this is gonna go, it's like, okay, uh, I don't really have that um, stress before, and I have this um, empowering energy that helps me move forward. And another one that I'm doing is a workshop around money, and it's similar to a similar concept where it evaluates how I really am with money. And the many different aspects that um, are beneficial to keep in mind around having a really uh, prosperous relationship with money. So it's kind of like having uh, a really good relationship with money. So it looks at those different aspects. And then again, it uh, focuses on um, the areas where there might be gaps. And then we can change those actually. And then we can uh, create some more positive mindset and then we can anchor them as well. So uh, those are two workshops that I have in addition to my uh, one-on-one coaching where I work with individuals um, to achieve their uh, transformation and their transitions. And and those, that's really in all walks of life. I've helped people with um, issues with health. Um, I've helped people to uh, change their, um, their eating habits. I've helped them to change their, their body presentation. I've helped them to change their career, um, their financial situation, um, get rid of anxiety. Um, I, I mean, uh, lots of different kinds of situations. I could tell you lots. <laughs> yeah, I really work in, uh, I'm just trying to think. The only thing I don't do I, is I don't create business plans for people. But personal transformation and professional transformation, I'm also certified in leadership development. So some of this comes into people who are uh, looking to expand their leadership, or also younger uh, people who are starting their career, and they want to be in more of a leadership mindset to be able to progress in their career. Um, And communication, so I've seen people change their relationships. all, all kinds of things. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, if
0: um, people want to work with you, how do they um, contact you?
1: Well, I do have a website. My website is com, and you're able to contact me there. I'm also on LinkedIn, um, and uh, I think those are probably the best places at the moment. I also send out um, postings regularly on Instagram. You can also find me there, Twitter. So there's a few places there. Okay. And then on Instagram, how would they is it the same name? The Yes, it is. Okay. Mastering Your Savvy is the same name um, everywhere. And my email is savvy at gmail.com. So that's uh and Same as my website, MasteringYourSavvy.com. And I have a contact form in there. And I'd I'd love, I would love to hear from anyone who wants to be in touch. It would be my pleasure and my honor, actually.
0: Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being on the podcast today and all your wisdom. And I I think, um, you know, people will be able to see how they can change their mindset and actually have more possibilities in life. And, and, and just thank you for your inspiration
1: and all you're doing in the world. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really, it's, I'm absolutely committed to helping people get through that uncertainty. It's, it's a deep passion of mine and it's just a a true pleasure to be able to uh, connect and, and do that. So, I, I'm so excited for what is ahead and to meet whoever I can meet. All right. Well, thank you, Luann. And thank you, Kimberly. Journey and, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, and thank you. I'm so excited for what you're doing as well. I think this is amazing. So thank you. It's my honor to be your guest. I appreciate it. All right. Okay, Bye. Goodbye. Bye.